Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to the Rate the Record podcast, double digit edition, episode <laughs> 10. Oh, yeah. And just to think in 90 more episodes, we get to do triple digit, but that's a that's a whole long way away. Mm-hmm. But anyways, you're here with the double digit edition with, with your hosts, Chris and... Savannah. Yeah, those two people who always go off on tangents and for some reason you like enough to stick around and listen to. Thank you. You, li- I, I think I have more online friends than I have family members, and I appreciate that. Thank you. There's, there's something kind of wholesome about that, I guess. Yeah. Sad but wholesome. It's very sad, yes. <laughs> but hey, if you like us enough that you're here to listen to us go on tangents, then by all means, out on YouTube land, make sure you hit those like and subscribe buttons. And of course, in the audio realm, which uh, at this point I'm, I'm already forgetting, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Bandcamp, Anchor, Castbox, and Stitcher, which yes, we are on, but there's only three episodes there as the recording of this. I'm very confused by that. I don't know why. We're on yes. probation, maybe. Maybe I don't know. It started episode seven, eight, nine. That's it. Oh, strange. So, but maybe by the time this episode starts, it's different. But anyways, out in audio land, video land, wherever you are, like, subscribe, comment, rate, uh, favorite, follow, anything you can to help build the community that we're trying to build for. Rate the record. We yes. want to have all these great music discussions with you. Yeah, yeah. So don't forget to do that. But anyways, this podcast. If you've been here before, uh, welcome back. Glad you're here. Uh, we always enjoy your company, and we know that obviously by now you must like what we're doing. So welcome back. Uh, but if you're new to the podcast, you obviously don't know what we do here. But f- So first off, welcome. We hope you enjoy your stay, have a lot of fun, and be, be part of the conversation. So what happens every single week, if you don't know, Savannah and I choose a record every single week, be it completely random, wink for this week, <laughs> special anniversary type album, milestone, whatever, or viewer's choice, like episode nine last week, we did a fan request for Weezer's Ratitude, so you can check that out as well. Regardless, we choose an album, we discuss it at length, we rank the songs, and then we rate the record. You should know that by now. <laughs> yeah, I was going to be like, oh my gosh, but you know what, the gig's kind of, the gag is kind of played out. So. You could have did the 10th episode anniversary comeback of that joke, but you just blew it. <laughs> I'm waiting for 100. If we are blessed enough to have 100 episodes, oh, it's just going to cycle right back. Uh, like another, what, two years for that one, eh? On a weekly show. <laughs> Lucky for everyone, I have a terrible memory. There you go. Another reason to tune in to Savannah's goldfish memory. <laughs> Were you again? Where am I? It's okay. I'm right there with you. I forgot I forgot what the show was called for a long time. Uh, whatever, anyways. I forgot what I was going to say. That's even better for my memory. <laughs> but before we dig any further into today's episode, we usually have a disclaimer we like to read at the beginning of every episode, just to make sure we're all on the same page. No one's being a dick about anything. We're all being cool, respecting each other's decisions. You might like or hate someone's opinion on a particular album, but we want to be cool about things. So the following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss regarding this album is strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We are simply two friends having fun, discussing, and listening to music. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter of each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence based on the opinions of ourselves or others. This podcast is a casual and for fun project, and you are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. One day as prop comedy, I'm just going to get a whole salt shaker poured over my head, and it'll be funny at that second, and then I'll immediately regret everything. It's in my keyboard! Oh my god! 
<laughs> it's all in my carpet, my keyboard, my hair, probably my eyes. <laughs> Don't put salt in your eyes. Don't put salt in your eyes. There's salt in my eyes. And, and knowing my luck, just on that day, I'm going to have like open wounds on my hands oh, for whatever reason. Just have that go everywhere. That's lovely. Highest rated episode. And speaking of episodes, episode 10, of course. Um, so just as a quick note before Savannah lets us know about today's band and album. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've never done this before. But we decided to try something new. We used a randomizer to pick today's episode. Uh, the website is called The Shuffle, so the shfl.com. Uh, we just went on there, clicked a, a predetermined amount of times, hit the shuffle button, and we ended up getting today's album, which is Guster's Easy Wonderful, which neither of us have heard before, but apparently Savannah has heard a few songs in the past. I have. Uh, that was discovered after listening to the album, obviously. <laughs> So yeah, just wanted to let you know, like we don't really know who this is, but maybe Guster's your favorite band, and you're super happy that we're talking about yes. them. So that could be a, a great thing. So to those of you who also don't know who Guster is, uh, Savannah, uh, wh- who are they, and what is this album? Well, Chris, Guster is an American alt rock band created in 1991 in Boston, Massachusetts. The band is made up of founding members Ryan Miller, Adam Gardner, and Brian Rosenworcel. Joe Pisapia, okay, I'm probably going to butcher it. So it's either Pisapia or Pisapia rounded out the group, but left shortly before the album Easy Wonderful was released in 2010 and was replaced by Luke Reynolds. Easy Wonderful is Guster's sixth album released on October 5th, 2010 under Universal Republic. The record hit 22 on the Billboard 200. I didn't see much mention of any singles aside from Do You Love Me, which hit number 40 on the adult top 40 airplay chart. So, I mean, that's something. It must be, even though I've never heard it. Yep. <laughs> but I will make comments later on as we're talking about the songs, how I feel like I've heard songs like this on the radio before, because this is very much of its time. I was yelling while listening to it. I heard one song and went, hey, I've heard this before. Then the next one, wait, have I heard this album? And then the third one, what the hell? <laughs> so I've already heard 25% of this album before even knowing who Guster was. So... That's your advantage, then. That's the tactical (laughs) advantage on rating this record that you get going into this. So, that is the album we're digging into today. Completely random, at least for me, 100% blind, because I've never heard any of these songs. Yeah. They sound like a lot of things from 2010, though, but we'll discuss that as we discuss the album now. So, the very first song on the album, Architects and Engineers, what do you got? Um... I I wondered if I had heard this song in a movie because it is, like you said, very, very 2010s indie. I was kind of thinking, I what I there's that one band that I can't think of their name. I keep thinking of Mice and Men, but I have a feeling they're a screamo band. So I'm no, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, are they? They're they're like a folky like, band from Iceland. Okay, then that's what I was thinking of because that's the first artist that came to my head. Um, but I like the acoustic guitar oh, wait, intro. Of, sorry, sorry to cut you off. It might be of Monsters and Men. I'm thinking that's of. it. That's yes. It okay, cool. Um, I like the guitar intro acoustic part, and I wasn't sure what to expect, but the keyboards were a nice addition, kind of in the background, kind of gave it a little sparkle. 
Uh, to an extent, I agree with that because I actually have a note that kind of – I don't even know if it's uh, a keyboard or like a low-quality symbol. There, there was a point in the course, which is very catchy, by the way. Um, I had to listen on both Bandcamp. That's where I originally found the album. Then I listened on Spotify because I thought there was like a quality difference, and there definitely was. Oh. Um, so I was listening on Spotify. There's just – during the course, I can't tell if it's a synthesizer or a low-quality symbol that's just like – constantly filling out the background and it, uh-huh. it it's taking me out of the moment a little bit because I'm, I'm so distracted by it i not to jump too far ahead but uh that is definitely a note that i have for more than one song coming up i i feel like we both kind of have some notes like that too yeah i i it was too much coming up this one i didn't notice too too much okay well it's funny because it's the first thing i noticed is like uh oh <laughs> what is this album very indie uh so okay. indie in fact that one of my notes right here says indie rock to a t considering the time when this album came out again 2010 i even told you off camera like this is like the era of like uh vampire weekend tokyo police club arcade fire i yes. think of mice and men was out around this time maybe a couple more years but regardless it was like that era of sound for like indie rock folky rock type thing yeah uh, um, especially here where we live, like uh, we have the radio station Edge 102.1, uh, and that's I've maybe even heard some of these songs before on that station because that's what they were playing at the time. Yeah. So yeah, like it just, it just I, I don't really have much to say about that particular note. Just saying that like this is the entire album, like just that folky indie rock sound, which this is kind of a spoiler gets tiresome parts of the way through. But that we'll talk more about that as it comes. It is a oh, it's yeah. a decent track though. It's short and sweet. I mean, I don't hate it. Um, one of the things I will say I like the most uh, is it's got that like really kind of wide, expansive sounding snare, like a really big, reverby, echoey kind of snare. It sounds nice. Uh, the piano added in the chorus was a really nice touch. Yeah. So yeah, I think you might kind of mentioned something like that too. Yeah, yeah. It just kind of adds like a little sparkle to it it's just something sort of buried in the back but you catch glimpses of it and it's kind of pleasurable in a way I like that. yeah because it kind of plays with the uh the acoustic guitar that's going on too yeah so like they just kind of they're, they're kind of just flirting with each other a little bit for lack of better terms and just like it's a good relationship of sound yeah like i wish i heard more bass in it it at some parts it kind of felt a little hollow but it, it was very woman in new york city trying to find herself feeling <laughs> uh, very sex in the city ish interesting way of looking at it i didn't see yeah. it like that at all. well i i can i imagine it being played over you know a shot of like cars and cabs driving down you know major new york arteries and stuff it's it's very i don't know um rom-com sounding see i would i would get like red rider vibes if i was thinking like traffic going through downtown and stuff like that so i don't know yeah maybe it's just me uh but yeah other than that like not a whole lot grabbing me about the song like aside from its indie charm which again becomes a little tiresome through the album i'll I'll, you'll hear me bring that up probably a few times yeah yeah i got nothing else for this either yeah no that's fine we can move on to song number two then the apparent single do you love me um again kind of like i mentioned the snare in the last song this one also had that big expansive snare sound and the claps were there with it too Mm. i actually i i i enjoy that even though again it's one of those like 
indie rock staples to do stuff like that. Yeah. It's still fine. Nice pacing of the track. Uh, There's also these like choppy sounding synths going on in the chorus. I think it was a synthesizer. It's like a like just kind of like a choppy type thing. I I thought that was cool too. At least this felt different than the previous track, but yeah. So uh, it being the single, it isn't a surprise that I've heard this before. As soon as I started, I was like, oh, my God, I know this song. How do I know this song? I have a feeling I was just listening to it overhead uh, at my old workplace. So not surprising, very adult, contemporary sounding. Considering where you were working. Yeah, I mean, it makes (laughs) sense. (laughs) Um, I, I have in capital letters as one point, Bells. I liked that. It was, I wasn't expecting it. I liked it. Oh, we're going opposite, aren't we? (laughs) I didn't like the bells. It it was very uh, Santa's sleigh Christmas song feeling, and I kind of liked it. Like, I get why they added the bells, because it's a song about love, obviously, and, like, it gives you that kind of marriage-type feeling when you hear those, like, church bells or whatever whatever they might be. Uh, Like... The track is decent enough. Just I personally didn't like the addition of it. Just it felt tacky. And then they carried it on a little too much. Kept playing it towards the end of the song. Yeah. And I was like, uh, I don't know. Just it's it's nice as it is. You didn't have to do the bells. Yeah. I, I like them in the chorus. And if they stayed there, that'd be good. Mm. So I don't know. It's a to me, it's a cute song. I, I like the driving bass drum introducing the bass at the beginning. But after that, it all sort of stretched out at as the same thing. It was like two parts of it and you're really stretched out the second and then the song was over. Yeah. I, yeah. Again, I didn't, I didn't mind it. Just, I guess we're differentiating on the bells here because like <laughs> I felt it could have done without, or at least like many fewer times, much fewer times. I don't even know. My brain's kind of scattered right now. Just yep. don't do it as often, Yep. <laughs> but they did. And so uh, like no spoilers, but it's not exactly my, I don't believe it's in my top five, but uh, we'll see when we get there. Right. Maybe I'm wrong because I already forget. I've listened to this album twice in the last couple of days and I already, I, st- I already forget where my rankings sit. <laughs> Obviously further in my notes, but anyway, song yes. three, we can move on yes. on the ocean. They seem to be a fan of vocal harmonies. Again, like a a, staple so far. Again, like one of those indie staples, especially with the oohs and the ahs that they do. Some of them are effective and done well. Other ones, stop it. Yeah. Stop it. Um, The (laughs) amb. So speaking about the the choppiness that sort of pulled you out of the song, um, the ambient keyboards become too much for me. Maybe it was the sustains where it was just one chord going on and on. And I'm like, it's I it felt just like noisy at a part. And it was just I didn't really like that too much. Um, and I wish the. Uh, I, I wrote down Nama Nama, but I don't remember how they said it. It was just sort of a vocal accompaniment to the chorus, but they weren't words. If they were it's actually kind of like, like a scat type thing. Yeah, if they were actually lyrics and not just nonsense, I might enjoy it a little bit more. I don't I don't mind if it's nonsense. I've heard a lot of songs do that kind of thing. Let's think about corn for a minute and yeah, Jonathan wow. Davis. <laughs> well, okay, for some reason I enjoy that. That's fine. Everyone does for some reason. <laughs> Even I do and I don't know why. <laughs> it's like it's you start to replicate it and you're like, "Ooh, I feel like a badass. This is awesome." Yeah. <laughs> it really revs you up. 
Um, for me, on the other hand, um, I felt like the verses were probably my favorite part of this song because mm-hmm. it, it's like a standard tempo, but like everything was kind of moving at it like a 16th note feel. It was like, like I, I kind of like that actually. And like, cause it, it made the song feel faster than it actually was. Yeah. Um, the course doesn't feel too different from the verse, which I kind of had a problem with. Like you either just either go quieter or louder. Don't just like blend it. I don't know. Like you could have done something more with it. I didn't know what to expect going into it, but I guess I was expecting more. So yeah. Yeah. I uh, didn't feel like it evoked a particular emotion. Like I, I was listening to the lyrics and I kind of get the, you know, gist of what they were trying to say, but it didn't reach me as well as maybe it was supposed to. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the bridge of the song too. It, it flows a little differently. Like it kind of acts that 16th note feel and kind of just like went on like a quarter note beat. And it like, it was a nice kind of like slow down in the song for a moment, even though again, not really slow down because it's like the same beat, but it just the 16th notes make it feel faster. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you mentioned the harmonies too. Like it was like the, the nana part or whatever it was. Yeah. I literally have the word nana portions written on in my notes. Yeah. The harmonies, I like those. Those were really cool. Um, and even as the song was ending, there's something about the very kind of brief vocal singing part that you hear. It doesn't last long at all. It's extremely reverberated and just like in the background. But something about that happening while the song is ringing out actually found, sounded very nice. So I actually really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. It ended very well. I like it. Nice. Yeah, I got nothing else. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, I mean, like, we talked about this off camera. Like, uh, there's only so much we could say about an album that, like, we've never heard of. And, like, we don't know what we're getting into. Yeah. So it's it's hard to, like, dig in too deep. Like, I did with Bungle, for example, how I'm very familiar with California. Uh, so I was able to say a lot about it. Whereas this one, it's just like, Guster. Yeah. Okay. We just learned about them. <laughs> They're Here's a enough. band. Maybe I'll listen to their other stuff. I don't know. Apparently their uh, older stuff is like more alt rock instead of like Ooh. indie rock. So maybe. Interesting. Worth checking out possibly. But anyways, song number yeah. four. This could all be yours, I say, as I open my trench coat. No, I don't do that at all. I don't even know why I made that joke, but I did. I'm keeping that in. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? I told you my brain is completely scattered today. I don't know. <laughs> I have the memory of a rock. <laughs> Anyways, this could all be yours. Um, this this early into the album, and I'm already thinking to myself, we're getting into like the very deja vu feeling of this album. Mm-hmm. Because it's just starting to sound like other things. But I, to be honest, though, I didn't dislike the track. Um, I don't know if there was a slide guitar in it, sort of halfway, sort of three quarters of the way in. Um, I like that. That was cool. Um, Even though the chorus is literally just one line repeated four times, thank you for singing it a different way each time because I probably would have lost my mind if it was just the same way each line. So that gave a little bit of variety. That was cool. Um, But I, I get it. It could be mine someday. Someday, someday, someday. I get the point. Stop it. <laughs> Stop yeah, it. Yeah, that, that's just, I guess, the easiest way to fill out a song. <sighs> Might as well just keep looping lyrics and everything like that. Like, it, it can work, like, 
depending on what the song is and what you're trying to do, like it could be interesting. But yeah. other than that, yeah, sometimes it gets a little, eh, especially if it keeps going. Yeah, because like you listen to the four lines, you're like, okay. And then you hear the someday, some after. I'm like, okay. Then when it happens a second time, I'm like, couldn't have thought, any, thought of anything else. Then I think it happens a third time. I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, Stop I think it, it does. I, I don't remember too much but yeah i, I think yeah. it does uh i did mention the course as well too yeah cool sing-along style course especially with the dis- the distorted guitars that kind of kick in with it i thought that was a nice addition to have like that kind of tone just suddenly come in um brings a little more energy into the album than there has been so far look and there's been a decent amount of energy but this, like there's something about a distorted guitar that always just picks things up you know mm-hmm. they're magical um <laughs> the problem is though like i like the chorus but i don't like the follow-up to the chorus where it kind of gets back into that bouncy beat again yeah I-, I like what the chorus was doing it felt bigger and it felt like it was building to something but then it just goes boom 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 and like goes back into the bouncy part and it's like eh i like the feeling i had previous like that was that was more of a me thing yeah someone gave you something cool and then snatched it away from yeah yeah like i guess thematically like that's what really this album is so i mean i guess i can't complain too much but for my own personal preferences i don't really like where it went after that um but even towards the end of the song though even with that bouncy feeling though i, I kind of do like towards the end how it gets kind of like this big party feel where it kind of gets uh like louder as it goes towards the end and just feels really fun so i think that was the best part of the track besides the chorus yeah other than that it wasn't a whole lot for me but yeah it wasn't it wasn't terrible it was okay for the audio <laughs> listeners we both just did hand gestures there so yeah just that's why there was a rainbow. moment of quiet there's a little rainbow with my hands. I always think about how awkward it must be for certain uh, audio listeners who might be listening, and then there's like a moment of silence because we're doing something on camera. <laughs> and they're just like, "This is awkward. Why did it go quiet?" <laughs> well, I'd like to. I'd like to think that the audio listeners are just imagining us doing the most ridiculous things. So it's like, oh, a little moment of silence. Maybe she's picking her nose. Who knows? Maybe I was gonna. I'm I- drinking a cup of lemonade who knows i was gonna say i like the comedic aspect of it better so i like to imagine that they're hearing us talking and then when it goes silence for like five seconds we're just staring at each other and like nothing's <laughs> happening at all and then one of us is like oh yeah a podcast and then we just start talking again oh shit what were we doing there's the goldfish memory again but yeah all right song not the best one on the album like yeah. the chorus that's pretty much all i have to say about it stay with me jesus Oh, yes. The religious undertones of the album start kicking through. Is Although, this a religious band? Okay, here's the thing. I couldn't find a lot of information. Wikipedia wasn't helpful. I went to their website. It wasn't helpful. I tried looking up song meanings. It wasn't helpful. I tried interpreting the songs. It's not helpful. But it, yeah. it starts to feel like certain songs on this album start to feel like a religious, like a Christian indie rock band. Oh, yeah, totally. But yeah, I- stay... Okay, you can talk. I'm choking here. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That's that's cool. It was just one of those uh, trailing off saying nothing while going, what am I listening to? <laughs> like, what was I listening to? Are my thoughts going to change after uh, three or four songs of Sodom and Gomorrah, Jesus, Jesus and Mary? I don't know what's going on. Yeah, and there's this also song about like heaven on here and something like that. I don't know. Yeah, it's the song sounds nice. Uh, 
the song sounds sad. Uh, this this is the song that I listened to the lyrics. I was like, I actually kind of like the lyrics, um, but I don't know. It the song was okay. Yeah, and like I'm 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 not religious in the slightest, but at the same time, I'm not one of those like weird atheists who gets yeah. super super like offensive. Like this is why you're stupid for believing in God. Yeah. Like I honestly don't care if you believe in God. That's fine. Like enjoy your life. I enjoy yeah. mine. You enjoy yours. Uh, so like I can still at least listen to music like this or like songs like this lyrically too, and be like, oh okay. Like I I can see where people might feel comforted listening to a song like this. Yeah. Uh, this was like probably one of the more folkier songs on the album as compared to just being indie rock or even indie folk it's just like kind of folky itself um it's it's a good point for the song to appear on the album although again this kind of happens again down the line on this album as well um as for like the song itself kind of getting into it um i have mixed feelings about like the synth after like the solo that kind of happens i think roughly halfway through yeah it's just like this weird like a buzzy synthy kind of solo that just it i don't hate it but i'm not certain it's the tone i was hoping for out of a song that sounded like this because yeah i also think the song sounded nice mm-hmm. and like i jokingly while i was listening to it, i listened to the song a few times just to kind of like get it through my head there was points when I started jokingly singing um, I Will Follow You Into the Dark by Death Cab for Cutie like over the melody because it just kind of reminded me of that so I can't even remember why I brought up that point but like the thing is that's that's what the song reminded me of so I mean like yeah yeah I don't don't have much to to say about it it was just sort of there I guess I didn't hate it I didn't love it there wasn't many aspects of it that I am staunchly against, so I uh, rated it appropriately. We're going to find that out soon enough. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll find out mine, too. Uh, But, yeah, I guess, like, I even wrote, like, verbatim, I guess this is a Christian alt-rock slash indie rock band. Not an issue, but, yeah, suddenly out of nowhere with the Jesus stuff. Yeah, yeah, I I did not realize until we got to that. As I'm writing down the song title, I'm like, Wait, what? <laughs> what? And and I just want to pref. Well, I guess not really preface, but just say that I'm not heavily religious either. Same as you. Just do what you want. Just don't stop me from doing what I want. That's yeah, don't, all. Don't don't preach. Yeah, I don't don't preach for. Don't preach against. That's fine. Um, I was just taken aback because I was unaware. <laughs> it's funny because even in the first verse, I guess I'll say too. Like, um, I don't really remember the lyrics too much, but every verse is like a scenario where like Jesus comes and intervenes and like helps this protagonist. Mm-hmm. Essentially, the first verse I thought sounded sarcastic. And I was like, oh, is this like a non-religious song, kind of like masked as a religious song? But then as I listened to more of the verses, like, oh, no, it's definitely like 100%. They're serious. There was just something with the first verse that threw me off, and it sounded like kind of like a backhand slap or something like that. But then, like, as the lyrics went on, I was like, okay, just the wording, I guess, in the first verse threw me off. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. Again, no problem with it, but just... You think they would have mentioned in the first track, like, praise Jesus, or something like that, you know? Yeah. Or maybe they did, and I just didn't pay attention. I guess they (laughs) wanted to hook you in with the first four songs, and the fifth one, they're like, all right, we got them. We're on the B-side. Actually, no, we're probably getting to the B-side now. Yeah. The B-side's where you got to trick them. (laughs) 
So actually, and they do sometimes. They kind of do, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of getting to the B side, we're uh, halfway through the album now. Bad, bad world, song number six. What do you got I for this, this one? I know this song, hundred oh, percent. Oh yeah, I've heard this song uh, quite a few times. I can't really place it, so I just de facto place it to my old workplace. Oh, okay, um, yeah. <laughs> I I thought I didn't know anything on this album, and I'm pleasantly surprised i guess the fact that i did so that's cool is it bringing back memories um, retail memories so some that alcohol have not erased yet um the Drink vocal more. harmonies are nice in this song um there's no way that this wasn't a single i didn't see it written down that it was but there's absolutely no way that it wasn't yeah and i'm just i'm trying to remember what the longest song in the album was because like i figure i think this particular track was like one of those like radio length songs mm-hmm. like three three thirty type thing most songs were pretty short like they were around three minutes oh yeah so yeah this one could probably definitely work as a single i i found that the piano or keys they fill a void that would make this song sound a little hollow because like they weren't overwhelming to me they were just there enough that I kind of liked it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I uh same with the electric guitar, just hearing a little bit in the background, it was it was nice. I like that. Just kind of lightly dressing the scene for you to make it more like appealing. Yeah, it's not screaming its head off, so I'm just sitting here lifting my headphones going, "Okay, are we done yet? <laughs> are we done?" Yeah, we're so not I'm, listening to daughters. It's fine. Oh god. <laughs> well, there's a couple songs coming up that I just had to move my headphones. I was like, "Whatever this like void filling noises, it's not doing what you think it is." But this one, I think it did what they wanted. Like, I like that. It's probably yeah. why it's single worthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I will say even on that note, like, uh, like there was this piano portion at the beginning of the song that actually kind of threw me off. It misled me a little bit uh, because, like, I thought it was going to be like more of a, a slower ballad or track, I guess, or something like that. But then, yeah, it picked up, got bouncy and fun real quick. Very dancey, even if that's not a word. It's dancey. <laughs> Ted dancing. <laughs> okay, uh, but yeah, dancey. Uh, the danciness. There's another word I'm, I have wrote that doesn't exist because it's trying to autocorrect me on my sheet here. I'm like, no, I'm using the word danciness. I don't even care. <laughs> the danciness of this track uh kind of disappeared in the chorus yeah and uh the sound started to spread a little more which i don't know kind of took away from that kind of fun party feeling from not parties essentially but i mean like that fun bouncy feeling as it starts to spread out it's just kind of like it settles you back down it's just like don't do that i mean like let's pick it up we just sang stay with me jesus which was a folky <laughs> ballady track so i mean give me this yeah kick it up a notch like I, and aside from enjoying the verses, uh, because I, I very much did, again, bouncy, fun, not else was really happening for me in this track. Like, again, I, I say this about a lot of albums that we've covered, especially last week's episode. It just starts to blend in a lot. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, what am I supposed to say or feel when it's just like, oh, I feel like I've already heard this before. It was fun the first time. We didn't need it a second time. Yeah, it's like instead of playing DC or uh, DCG, have you ever thought of playing DGC? Okay, we got a song. We got a song here. 
and then that's the whole album. Or just throw a minor chord in D C minor G or D C G minor, <laughs> something along the lines of that. Yeah. Um, but even though I, I just made the, the note that like you know things were sound the same, starting to blend in, there was like an alternate version of the chorus that came in. I have it written down the three minute mark of the song. I like it wasn't the same chorus. I think it was like a little more like minimal and airy. But I actually kind of really like that because again it like. If they doubled down on this idea of like pulling back in the course a little bit, but it to me it paid off. It felt nice. It sounded nice. So I actually kind of really enjoyed that. Um, but once it goes back into the regular course, because like it does like the 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 different course, and then it goes back into the regular one, and then my intrigue was completely gone. I was like, oh, you had me, and then you lost me. Oh, well, yeah. It, it, and also with the song, it could have been thirty seconds shorter. Yeah. I don't think I've had a note like that in a while because I mean in our earlier episodes I was like this should be shorter this should be like a minute or thirty seconds shorter yeah <laughs> cut out that the bullshit ah uh, thank you double digit episode for bringing <laughs> that comment back but yes it really actually could have been the last thirty seconds just felt like they were filling a quota of time yeah that they didn't need to fill so uh, for uh, me I didn't notice but probably because I've heard the song a million times that it just sort of breezes right past yeah you're familiar with everything so it was probably a lot easier on you oh yeah so alright I think we're good to move on yeah to another song I've heard before <laughs> this is just really winning for you isn't it <laughs> well this is this is the third out of three so it, it's done after this it's just yeah we're more than halfway in I'm wondering how you might have heard these songs from the B side in like your workplace but hey whatever did, did they have like a like a company specific radio station that they played like McDonald's has I think so like I know McDonald's radio but your company has their own well, because I used to work at night that they wouldn't have any of the daytime ads promoting, you know, goods and services. Oh, you get the graveyard shift. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it would just be the music. But I think at a certain time they would just stop playing the ads. So, I, I feel like it was still sort of like a company sort of radio station. And it would be the same songs all the time, just in a different order. But this one, 100%, I, I used to listen to at work. The other two, Little Iffy, this one, 100%. All I think of is a job that I already quit because I didn't like it. It hurts my soul, but I actually like this song. The, uh, the beginning of this song with, I don't know what the hell it is. Is it like a like an accordion or some sort of keyboard setting or something but all i want to sing is isn't she lovely by stevie wonder at the beginning of this song I, every I, time i hear it i think you're referring to uh, it might be a harmonica because i think i have yeah. the same note because i said interesting choice to have what i think is a banjo and a harmonica have a bigger part of this track at least they're using different sounds in this track so yeah, yeah. i think i think we're talking about the same part there it sounded like a harmonica to me but i could be wrong yeah again there wasn't really any album credits to read even on Bandcamp, where you think they would have the album credits they didn't so oh, really? i had nothing to go by because usually i'd go back and like look at certain notes but just guessing now yeah speaking of all those instruments i just wrote down and i quote goddamn instrument extravaganza yeah they just keep pulling in new things like almost every <laughs> oh, track like there's, there's that that's the part about like uh indie rock and indie folk they they pull in all these new things that just I guess fit the genre, but at the same time feel weird to use. Like if they bring in like a xylophone out of nowhere or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Or the Christmas bells. <laughs> yeah. The big old uh, church bells and everything like that. Yeah. 
Um, I mentioned that this this literally felt like a continuation of the previous track in the beginning because like it, it feels like they just kind of they didn't exactly blend because the song the previous song ended and this one began, but like it just feels like it picked right back up where the previous song left off. It was just like that feels like a little strange placement. Like you could have literally just had one of those blended intro outros but like you ended a song began this one so i don't know to me personally that's kind of weird uh it didn't really drown the score too much for me it was just something i kind of nitpicked about yeah uh yeah just felt a little weird whatever but um the 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 sense in the beginning and just after the middle sound terrible really was not uh, entirely fond of them. <laughs> um, I mean, like, verbatim I wrote, too, like, there's so many sounds in this world, and you chose those. And it's it, it, just so I'm not playing, like, a weird pronoun game with instruments here. Uh, it's like a heavy synth-type string section. Yeah, that's and, that's what I meant. I okay. actually didn't mind that at all. <laughs> okay, that's the part I didn't like, because that, to me, sounded like cheap MIDI music. Oh, totally, and I'm so into it. Oh, just, like, I, I like I like like eight bit and sixteen bit songs. I'm playing like Nintendo, so I kind of like the cheesiness. Uh, fair enough. I I like that stuff too. As a matter of fact, I one of my vinyls that I own is from a Sega Genesis game. Oh, I love that. Uh, so it's like the Sega sound chip. But like, <laughs> I mean, if you this is I've said this a million times. It's like an indie rock, indie folk type project going on here and you're using all these like acoustic sounding things you're bringing the electric guitars every once in a while and then you use something like that and i'm gonna make a note towards the end of the album too where they really 180 yeah i know right uh we'll get there when we get there but yeah there's just something about suddenly using sounds like that that just I, i get that you're using keyboards and you have been using synths throughout that's fine but this didn't sound good it's cheap midi and just uh, I don't know. I still just want to sing "Isn't She Lovely? Isn't She Wonderful?" <laughs> to the song, and it's no, and I think it's to that that synthy part. And again, that's probably why I I thought of Death Cab for Cutie and like the very fr- no, like one of the I think it was "Stay with Me, Jesus" actually, or whatever yeah. one of the uh, acoustic-y kind of tracks. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I really felt for that song. I didn't have a whole lot to say. Didn't feel a whole lot for it. Uh, surprised I had heard this before, didn't know who it was, and uh, goddamn instrument extravaganza. Does it feel nice to finally put a face to the name? Or a name to the face, I should say? Like, in a manner of speaking? It does, but I feel like so many bands came out around that time that sort of sounded the same. I feel like I'm I'm living what my parents must have felt like when, like, post-grunge alts rock came out in the 90s where so much came out and it sounded the same that I really love. I'll listen to it. I know the difference, everything. But I think to my parents, they're like, it's all, it's just, you throw it all in one box, shake it up and it's all the same. It's all the same. It's, it's interesting that you actually say that because it just suddenly got me thinking that, yeah, like when, when grunge and alt rock exploded in the 90s um, and yeah, like there was probably a lot of it and like, a lot of stuff that really didn't make the cut that it's, a lot of people probably still heard. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, people just dismissed it like, oh, everything's starting to sound the same now. It's kind of so weird. And I, I have those exact same feelings about like the the like the the indie movement that happened in the, the 2010s oh. oh yeah where it's just like when you first like you know you hear arcade fire in like the early 2000s and going through it's like oh this is pretty good i like this and then you hear other bands do it okay all right this is cool and then 
suddenly an oversaturation exactly and just like i i think the day i realized that it was it was either uh, one of the bands i mentioned earlier tokyo police club or vampire weekend when i heard one of their songs i was like that was the moment i was like this is too much too much you 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 were at the line of the of the filling glass you put in one more drop and it went over Yep. that was it you, you did it yep yeah i i don't know i i lost interest when that that was all it is you're suffocating by listening to that music in every show every movie every commercial every mole every everything and you're like stop yeah <laughs> my, my head just get out of my ears please it's stop it thank you for birthing the or i shouldn't say birthing but like really igniting the hipster movement <laughs> Yeah, thank you for that. God, I, I I was kind of hipster back in the day. <laughs> Not super like full on pretentious shitty, but like Yeah. I was always listening to like music people I hadn't heard before and been like, Oh, you should listen to this because like, you probably haven't heard it. So I was one I was kinda on that level, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I uh I I I don't know if I knowingly or just unknowingly uh dated one for like two years and uh dated being the past tense because i i don't know the along with the music the uh the lifestyle and attitude becomes insufferable you get pretentious about your craft beer i mean craft beer is actually pretty good though (laughs) uh, when i could drink it yes i i i wasn't a hipster about it but i i started refining my palate i would always try these new pints and be like oh this is nice i like this about this i like this about this but like i was never like pushy about it so and when you start talking about well i can really taste the hops and and they must have had them sitting there for 60 days shut up just drink your beer (laughs) it's delicious that's all you have to say see i made notes like that in my head but i didn't really say them out loud so i kept it to myself while just drinking my beer you are a smart man yeah because I, I i sometimes have a feel sometimes have an idea of what people want and don't want <laughs> and those was one of the times when i actually you know was on the ball for it <laughs> so smart just before we get into the next song i i, I just I feel like i want to make this note while we were off camera we we did mention like this was gonna be a pretty quick episode unless we go out on tangents <laughs> it's inevitable talking it's about inevitable. hipsters and beer yeah, yeah. I'm drinking whiskey tonight, so I mean that I can't even talk about beer. <laughs> I left my drink in the kitchen, but I I have barricaded my door from the cats. And if you have watched or listened to us previously, I have an issue with my newest kitten. She does not fuck off. So <laughs> the beer no go tonight. Yeah, if you've watched the previous episodes of her old set <laughs> Uh, then you'll definitely see a cat on her shoulders. It's like above the camera, on the ground at her feet. I mean, yeah. Got a rodent problem. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I like cats. Tangent. There it is again. This is this is what you tune in for. Anyways, yep. next song, what yep. you call love. Yes. And uh, I will. I think I mentioned this earlier before, how like there was like a lot of indie charm in this album, obviously very of its time. This is the song where I started to realize that this charm was really starting to wear on me. This song was giving me nothing. Just nothing. Uh, Until the horns kicked in. I was down for the horns, but it didn't offer me much. It was just sort of a, oh, cool, something different. Um, 
<laughs> the sustain on every possible instrument at the end of songs thus far is getting a little tiring with headphones. This song was the first one that I was like, I had to pull them away from my ears because it was just, it felt like I was trying to listen to someone talk to me with other people going in the background. I'm like, I can't focus on what I'm supposed to be listening to with all of these like hums and like in the background. Like I can't, I can't, it's, yeah. I don't know if it's just me, if it's, I'm hypersensitive to that stuff, but uh, this was not my favorite and I don't think it was close to that i mean that's fine I, I i didn't rate it so badly it's not my favorite but i mean it's yeah. uh, it's up there i guess but we'll get to that later yeah. um I, I also made a comment about the horn section actually it literally starts off hello horn section yeah <laughs> um yeah i wasn't into it at first uh but it only kind of started to grow on me over repeated listens because as i said i listened to this whole album twice and i listened to certain songs like more than once uh-huh. or more more than twice i guess in this instance uh uh, yeah, it wasn't awful, but I mean, just, I don't know. There's certain parts of this album where it's just like, yeah, I feel like maybe if I kept listening, it would grow on me, but I'm still mixed about the horn section at, the, at this current moment in time of recording. Still kind yeah. of mixed about it. Um, I I really like the, the use of like the low or like the floor toms on this track. You can really hear those kind of come through on the drums. Mm-hmm. That sounds really nice because it adds a lot more depth to the sound. Without those toms, I think the song would have felt naked and just wouldn't have been good to listen to. Even no matter how you might feel about the song already. I mean, like it would have been worse without it. Uh-huh. So they at least made um, some good choices there. Um Another song with like a 16th note picking feel on the guitar. I, I think it was like a bass guitar or a low guitar doing it. I'm not entirely certain. Again, mm-hmm. couldn't find album notes anywhere, so I have no one to credit. Um, I do like that running through the chorus, though. It kind of made it flow a lot nicer, so like there was at least that to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, even speaking of the, the horn section, too, like towards the end of the song, uh, when it does its ring out, because like every song on this album kind of just like rings or fades out, but like they don't keep playing it, just like a fade out. This one rang out, but it was cheapened by the horns actually, because like there was suddenly this like last hit of like very soft horns that just didn't feel like it fit, and I was like, you could have done this any other way, but you chose that. Yeah, it's still a nice track overall, but yeah, just that ending felt cheapened to me. I didn't really like it. Yeah, I think the the horns at the beginning and middle of the song became a redeeming factor. But the, it just, to me, it, there wasn't anything memorable. So unfortunately, I don't remember enough to comment on the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> it was just sort of there. Felt like a place filler. Starting to get a feel for your taste here. So far, you have a, an affinity for horns. And this has come through in uh, multiple albums we've done. It came through in Daughters. It came through in uh, Mr. Bungle. Definitely Mr. Bungle. And now it's kind of coming through here uh, in Guster. And I'm pretty sure there was like one or two other albums that had that too. I like horns and really, really rattly, disgustingly dirty bass. Oh, so you you like the like the doom metal sludge kind of stuff? Yeah, that's that's cool. Actually, one of the bands I want to cover one day on the show, the White Swan, like uh, from here in in, uh, Ontario, fantastic. Uh, and I, I think we should cover them one day. But yeah, th- they had that same like just really low bass, like detuned down to like a fucking A type thing. Like it's crazy. Yeah, where it looks like the strings are just falling off. They are so 
Uh, I love it. Yeah. 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 I, I guess I like horns. Because <laughs> I've like, I'm not even like making notes of this, but it's like suddenly sparking my head. Like she's, she's, <laughs> she's mentioned horns before. The, I, I can't remember what the daughter song was, but yes, there's one yeah. more horns kind of came through. You're like, oh, horns. Hello. Yeah. And then Bungle like sacks all it. over it. Right. So. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, there are multiple things that I enjoyed about that album, and I oh, thank yeah. you greatly for introducing me to it. Uh, we're going to have to do the self-titled album one day. We're not, I don't think we can do Disco Volante, but because that's not an easy album to review, but the self-titled album, their first one, is, is so fun and fantastic. I recently just listened to it again. Mm, so so my ass is on fire. Amazing song. Interesting. Listen to that after the podcast. Just do it. Excellent. And and you listen to Ass on Fire. My ass is on fire by Mr. Bungle after this podcast. Remember how I told you to do it to Dead Goon? Now you're now you're doing it to my ass is on fire. Do it. That that bit's just gonna keep coming back. (laughs) (laughs) Did you do it yet? You can tell these tangents that we don't have a lot to say about these songs. (laughs) Yeah, no, not not really. But I guess we should move on, though, because there are more songs. Song number nine, That's No Way to Get to Heaven. Um, Another kind of folky ballady tune. Um, Didn't really feel like we needed another one yet. So, like, I don't know. This I didn't have a lot to say about this one. Just not too fond of it. Um, I want to point out something that I noticed earlier in the show, Um, going along with the the religious sort of tones and, you know, that's no way to get to heaven. um, My uh, ring light has been giving me a halo this entire time. So I just wanted to point that out because, you know, angel. um, Trying to score points with God. (laughs) We tight. We tight. Uh, Nothing here to note. It really sounded like an amalgamation of every single song that came before it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I even said nothing really caught me about this one. I mean, it, it sounds all right. It's short, so I can give it that much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is the kind of song I felt like, because, especially because of how short it was, they could have re- like left this on the unreleased or demo pile yeah. and maybe release it as like a deluxe version later. Like this song wasn't on the album, but here it is here. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Th- that's what the song felt like to me. It, it didn't feel like it needed to be here. Yeah, and it, it was, what, under three minutes. And I oh, was yeah. happy that it wasn't that long. But when it ended, I was like, I, what? I don't know. Sometimes even if I don't understand what they're trying to do, it's like I don't don't feel like they really accomplished anything. Yeah. Like I don't I didn't even get a, an idea of what was supposed to be put forth. It was just like a maybe an interlude between two songs or something i don't know which i feel like it's it didn't need to happen though because like there's not really like a huge energy transfer between tracks like you're not going from one extreme to the next yeah so i i mean like again calling back to daughters how like you you have like these super intense track i can't remember what the fifth track was but six was less sex and that was like the quieter kind of like more chill song on the album so those are two extremes and then it goes back to another really intense song so like that that felt appropriate because like it, it kind of calms you down a bit whereas this album doesn't need this many like stop points yeah because it's one consistent like emotion and that's the that's again another trait of like a lot of these like indie rock folky albums is like they all kind of just flow from one song to the next you don't really feel much over one song or another i mean so yeah just do without the song next time yeah i uh 
Yeah. I, I had nothing other than I'm glad it was short. We hope you like the song. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So yeah. we're not done the uh, the religious notes yet because now we go on to Jesus and Mary. Jesus, Mary, Joseph, Christ, heaven, uh, whatever, whatever. Could yeah, Jesus and Mary. Just slap us in the face with it anymore. Just keep going. Keep going. Just let us know that you're a Christian band so that way I can at least know what I'm getting into here. It's kind of like when I, uh, a long time ago, when I used to go see Protest the Hero a lot when they play like in Toronto. Yeah. And at one point, I think, I think it was the band The Devil Wears Prada and they're like a Christian hardcore band. And there was another one I saw with my girlfriend too when I saw Animals as Leaders. Uh, and just, yeah, like I didn't know what they were going into it. But then when I saw the lyrics and like heard things and like the singer on stage, oh, praise him, blah, blah, blah. Well, like oh they're God. like grinding on the guitars. I'm just like. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I kind of had the same experience. I uh, I found this band on MySpace, um, aging me slightly. Um, oh, yeah. And they were, I was called, there. <laughs> they were called My Children, My Bride. And they were just like this heavy screamo. But you listen to it and it's like lashes on his back, crown of thorns. And I'm like, I screaming, everything's cool. And then you read the lyrics and you're like, huh? <laughs> yeah, because when they're what? screaming, more often than not, you won't know the lyrics unless you're into the band. Yeah. And then, like, you're reading it, and it's like, okay, that's fine, but is the point, like, to drive that home to me, or is this more for you? Because if it's yeah. for you, totally cool. If it's for me, take it back. Yeah. All right. But with this religious undertones, we got to get into Jesus and Mary now. Uh, again, you can just tell how we feel about songs like this. If we just automatically say the name and don't get into it. Yeah. 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 Are you liking the episode so far? Hit like and subscribe. <laughs> okay. Um, I do like the drumming in the song, though. I will say that much. Mm-hmm. Um, it, like, it doesn't sound as big as some of the other tracks. I mentioned, like, those big reverby sounding snares and stuff. This one was a lot tighter. But you know what? It was all right. I liked it. Uh, it, it. I. It was kind of like it felt nice to hear something else kind of come out of the drums for once um the vocals are good on this track too um quite literally i've liked the vocals the best so far on this entire album through this song and actually i can say having heard the other tracks now that note hasn't changed yeah (laughs) like i mean not that the vocals do anything fantastic or they don't sound super different from the other songs but i don't know something about the vocals just hit a little better for me in this one so i can give them points for that I, I do wish the ahs were louder and stronger during the chorus. I feel like it it could have done with just a, a little bit more emphasis on the background vocals during the chorus. I would have liked that. Um, and I like how the song starts. I like the picking guitar and the bass. It was just, I don't know, was, I like that. And uh, I figured with a different song intro, we might get an auditory surprise, but we didn't. It was still sort of the same kind of thing. And I didn't like the abrupt ending. I It kind of kicked me out of any enjoyment I had. And that might be my biggest criticism is I kind of wanting wanted that sort of, you know, drifting off sound instead of just a hard cut. Yeah, it, which is funny because like they usually do that drifting off or ring out sound in this entire album. So just to have that, yeah, it kind of throws you off a little bit, especially if you're enjoying a particular part and it just yeah. done. Yeah, I, I can absolutely see why that would be a pain in the ass. Yeah. Um, it's funny how you mentioned like a little more emphasis on the oohs and ahs and everything like that. I said I was growing tired of this constant whistling <laughs> and ooh and ah stuff, like yeah. the indie charm stuff, like. 
for verbatim, right in my notes, I get it was a pro- I get it was prominent in this type of music during the early 2010s, but I could die happy not hearing that stuff again. Because like again, it's not just this band. It's like I've I've heard this again across the radio when this was like the genre to play. Like this was before like trap exploded and that took over the radio. Like this was it at the time. Yeah. And so hearing it all the time by multiple different bands, it it gets so incredibly infuriating after a while. And so I didn't feel so mad about it going back and listening to it now because after I heard it earlier in the album, like okay, it's a product of its time, and we're here to review it, so I'll just treat it as it is. But I had to make a note about how sick of it I really was. Yeah. I, I definitely understand that. I think with this one, it could have it could have sort of been better with that, whereas some of the ones earlier in the album could have been better if you just cut it out. I guess. I mean, yeah, depending on how you use it, maybe it sounds uh-huh. better, maybe it feels better. But one thing I will say is like the harmonized whistles, like where it's like octavized, one's really low whistling, one's really high. Again, an indie rock trait, and I that's probably my least favorite thing. Yeah. So just hearing that, and my final note to actually to tie in with that is I'm kind of done with this album by now. It's not awful, but everything starts to sound the same. And then just the whistling on top of the feeling I was already feeling about that. Yeah, it's it started to just grate on me real, real hard. Yeah, I... Uh... I think we could have just would have been good if this song ended the album. Or if the, yeah, if the, or if this song was this album was literally just nine or ten songs, you could yeah. have cut a few out. Oh yeah. Oh hell yeah. Like, this isn't the worst rated song on my ranking. I, I'll tell you that right now. Uh, but I still won't give it much more credit because of certain things I was just tired of. What I said in the beginning and how I like the drumming and everything like that, the vocals were nice. That's about as far as it goes. Yeah. Other than that, done. Yeah. The, I The end killed it. Like whatever I like during the song, having it cut off like that, it was like someone gave me a lollipop and as soon as I unwrapped it, they took it back from me. Yeah. I'm like, thanks, I guess. So. And we're not exactly done with the album yet. Uh, we got two more tracks to go. Number 11, Hercules. Um, this one did feel a little different, so it did actually catch my attention a little more, which was nice considering I had just previously said I was done with this album. So, okay, you brought me back in a little more. That's fine. I mean, the band does sound nice. And I'll, I, I shit on them previously, but I'll say even the crappy MIDI strings kind of felt better in this one. So there, there's some praise for it. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what image I was getting in my head, but the banjo and bass feels like it should accompany a Charlie Daniels band, Tale of the Devil. It didn't sound like Devil Went Down to Georgia. Does he have more than one song about meeting the devil? I'm not sure, but it feels does. like the devil took a vacation to Alabama. It was just, it, it kind of gave me that same kind of, you know. So it's like the Value Village knockoff of Devil Went Down to Georgia. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The devil popped over to Alabama for a little bit. So, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's uh, aside from the banjo, it kind of provided me not much, but a desire to just move on. I feel like by the by the time it was maybe three quarters of the way through, I was like, I'm 
I don't want to listen to this anymore. Just Interesting don't. enough, I kind of made a note on that, but I'll get to that in a second. Because I'll, I'll say that like I'm glad this track didn't turn into one of those bouncy indie type tracks. I know I said the word, mm. take a shot every time I've said the word indie in this goddamn <laughs> podcast. Because, well, I mean, like I'm just trying to describe the sound. And I mean, like that's yeah. the best way to do it because people know what you're talking about if you say that. Yeah. Um, I'm glad it didn't turn into like another bouncier indie type track because it's nice to hear something different on this album that's also not just a folky kind of ballad either so this one was one of the more outstanding songs and i don't mean outstanding as in it was fantastic i just mean like it it, it stands above the rest in, in like what it's presenting so i mean there's that that's good yeah. um and as i said just kind of getting back to your point too uh I did mention that this song was actually short enough that I didn't have to linger on it too much, even though you said like you felt you were done like three quarters of the way through. Yeah. Which is interesting for a shorter track like this. And so I actually said it definitely raised the score a little bit because of how short it was. If it was like even three and a half minutes, I probably would have tanked the song a little more. Yeah. Now, again, not the highest scoring song. Or wait, is it? Let me scroll down my notes. Am I... Maybe. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I do like how short the song was, though. Uh, it felt different. It was nice and everything like that. And that's all I really have to say about it. Yeah. I uh, Because of my desire to move on, I think I had kind of written it off slightly. So it, it might be one of those. It's possible it could grow on me, but as of right now, it has not. Oh, yeah. I can only imagine your headspace then feeling so kind of done with that shit and then getting into the very last song uh-huh. on this album, Do What You Want. My very first note, I just want to read this, and maybe even in editing, I'll put it on screen for the YouTube viewers. It just says, uh, <laughs> that's it. Uh, dot, dot, dot. Okay, so <laughs> um, if you don't mind, I, I'd like to read all of my notes in order verbatim. Take the stage, spotlight's on. Okay. Number one, the intro, what? Two, sound feels shallow with the program drums. Three, focal melody is nice. Four, is this album a competition of how much we can cram into a mix? Five, during the guitar bit in the end, there was this constant keys sound. Stop that. It was annoying. And six, I hated the electronic drum roll at the end too. Ew. Oh boy, I have a note about that too. That's all that I put. <laughs> I fucking I, I any redeeming qualities, the vocal melody, the, okay, not bad. Um was completely ruined by that fucking drum roll. I was done. I didn't care about it after that. I was like this this is too fast for a robot to play. This is clearly not real. I hate this. I'm done. <laughs> oh, I've heard drummers play that fast before, but it just sounds Rant like over. shit tonally. Yeah, round over. Because at least with like a real drum roll, you can get a sense for the snare drum itself. But this was just like static, like electric yeah. sounds. It's like, it's yeah. not good. Yeah. I'll get to that in a second too. Cause I, yeah, I, I didn't make a long note about it, but I definitely talked about it. Feel free. Your turn. Um, <laughs> yeah. You, you can't go through an entire acoustic, again, indie sounding track or album like this, and then introduce this sound at the end mm. of the album. Because I mean, like if you did this towards the beginning, at least we'd have more of an idea of what we're getting into but you, you this song felt like it wasn't even supposed to be on the album and like the musicians didn't even show up so they just literally programmed a bunch of fucking electronic yeah. instruments and just threw it in 
Uh, so probably wasn't the best choice to to do the composition or literally even putting the song on the album. Again, with the whole uh, the unreleased material slash demo pile, this song, yeah. throw it on too. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, this is what the album could have sounded like, but it didn't. This is what it is. But this is like... Oh shit! We still have space on the CD. What are we gonna put? What are we gonna put? And they just slap this bullshit on. Eleven songs would have been a, a full-length release. Anything over eight or nine songs is a full-length release. So I mean, like, you didn't need a twelfth song. If there's space on the CD, guess what? Leave it then. It's fine. Do you think this song is called "Do What You Want" because that they did what they wanted? Slap this on there. Yeah, there. I can imagine like they're in the room, the studio's like, we need one more song in the album. Oh well, we don't really have any more ideas. And then the guy producer's like, do what you want. And then the singer's just like, <gasps> yeah, let's do it. We and then it. just then just fit the word in the chorus somewhere. Like, aye, aye, aye. it's not it's not a super awful track. I, to be honest, I kind of started to like it a little bit, a little bit. Like I'm talking pinch, grain of salt. Like we said in the disclaimer, I uh, so. towards the end, it, how everything's kind of started to like work on me a little bit. But again, you can't introduce this at the end of the album and expect me to suddenly love it. Yeah. Uh, the guitar solo in the middle felt really awkward and out of place, considering all the electronic instruments surrounding it. Again, you you introduce a new style at the end of the album you can't do that and i'll say that like two more times at least Mm -hmm. uh like the last third of the track rode out on like a decent chord progression as i said i kind of liked towards the end of the uh the 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 track chord progression melody sounded nice i dig the fade out um there was like yeah the electronic drum roll uh I just yeah. literally in all caps and in bold. Like no one's reading these notes except me, but I want I like writing it like this. Never <laughs> do too. that again. <laughs> yeah, me too. Oh my god. Like cuz the thing yeah. is I was liking the ending and as I was going as soon as I heard that I was just like you lazy sax of shit. You have a real drummer, you know. And like he played on the entire album. He you could have whatever. I I'm not your fucking producer, but I mean, if I was your producer, I would have said no to that. And I'm I, amateur, so. <laughs> so in the description, I had said that a, a member had left shortly before the release of this album. I just want to see if that was the drummer. So give me two seconds. If you, to if you want to do that, I'm gonna, I'll cut this portion out right here, and then okay. Savannah will let you know what the response is. Okay, Savannah has an answer for us now. Okay, <laughs> edit it back. <laughs> so um, I guess the uh, the member Joe, um, he was a guitarist. And he ended up leaving about a month or two before the album was released. So it wasn't the drummer, but it would definitely make sense if the drummer left and then they, you know, replaced him with a drum uh, drum machine as maybe, some sort of spite. Maybe the drummer was just so sad that the guitarist left that he's just like, I can't do this final <laughs> track. Maybe, you know, I would maybe have a little bit more sympathy for that. Um, but this song, I... I don't care. I don't care. I, I don't care if I spoil it. I hated this song. <laughs> and also, yeah, even even as I mentioned before, like, it sounded all right towards the end, but, like, even the ending was lackluster as it started yeah. to go. Like, it just... There's not a whole lot of redeeming factors about the song. I like the last third, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's definitely less than the uh, first two thirds, so, you know, math does not add up with that one. No, not at all. <laughs> Good news, though, I guess on that point, we're done. The album we've done. 
And the thing is, if you've made it all the way here, that means you must like what we're doing and how we're talking about this album, I guess. Uh, hopefully you didn't really like do what you want because we just shit on it for like five solid minutes or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but if you're on the YouTube, again, like, subscribe. You must be here for a reason. So the least you could do is that. That'd be awesome. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Again, with the audio realm, too. Like, subscribe, follow, comment, rate, all that great stuff. Hell yeah. And while you're doing that, uh, we're going to go ahead and jump into the song rankings because it's the uh, the second of three parts that we do on these podcasts, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't have to start right away, but although we probably will. But so, boom, graphics above my head are now different. That means we are free whenever to start the rankings which I usually do anyways. So I guess it's no surprise or secret that we're probably matching on the 12th song. Okay. Do what you want. Yes, we are. We are. That's no do, surprise. Do what you want. Yes. So we, this is the one we always get every single week and we're not, not going to match <laughs> anything else on this album. I'm going to be hopeful and say two. I'm going to, I'm going to say at least one more, but I can't pick which one it would be. I'm just, you know, yeah, I we'll don't know see. either. I I, th- I I think about this stuff when we rank the songs. You, so yeah, you know what? We, G- Jesus will help me. We will see if he will. Uh, because I can tell you right now, number 11, that's no way to get to heaven. Hercules. <laughs> ah, okay. We're on a good good start. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Number 10, this is how it feels to have a broken heart. On the ocean. On the ocean, where feels like one of those wordplay games where you say something, you say on the ocean, on the ocean, or in bed, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Number nine, Jesus and Mary. That's no way to get to heaven. I'll just write heaven, whatever. I don't want to write the whole <laughs> sentence on here. I think my table's starting to rock a little too, so you might even hear it in the microphone. <laughs> tick, 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 uh, tick. Okay, gotta get the I gotta get uh, the God stuff out of the way. So number eight, stay with me, Jesus. This could all be yours. This could all be yours. Seven. This could all be yours. No, yes, this could all be yours. God damn it. What you call love. What you I think I was right with the one at this point, to be honest. Yeah, I'm it's, yeah. My number six, architects and engineers. Jesus and Mary. There's still hope. There's still some hope. songs have some redeeming qualities. Push them up a little higher than uh, my rants during the uh, in-depth review. Number five, what you call love. Stay with me, Jesus. That's Stay not how it goes. But... I'm just thinking about Eric Cartman's uh, song about Jesus. <laughs> I want you inside me, Jesus, or something oh, like that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> We there is still hope to uh, match some songs. We still got a couple here. We have mm-hmm. two more that we we can still match on, and this top four is really gonna. I swear uh, it better not be a one and two, and then a one and two where it's like we have them flopped. That's what it is every week, so that's what Ugh. I'm afraid of. Ugh. Number four, do you love me? Architects and engineers. Okay, okay, there's still hope. Still hope. Yeah, and it's very slim. Oh, did I write something wrong on the list? Sorry, what was your number six? Uh, Jesus and Mary. Okay, because I wrote my answer in your number six. Oh. <laughs> uh, I get so distracted by literally nothing. <laughs> okay, so your number four was architects and engineers. It okay, was. We're good. This is, this is the last one we can match on. Bad, bad world number three. 
why do you do this to me? This is how it feels to have a broken heart. Well, we never match. <laughs> that we always get one, one per week now. It's been it's our average for the, a long, long time. Yeah, it's usually the uh, the wor- worst one in quotes, air quotes. Yeah. So my number two is on the ocean. Bad, bad world. So close. Yeah, there's there's your one off there again. <laughs> bad, bad. My number one is Hercules. Do you love me? I, when we were talking about Hercules and I had to do a quick look at my list like how did I write this song and I saw number one I was like oh shit so I can't say anything more without spoiling it <laughs> don't crack a smile don't crack a smile don't let her know well I certainly don't love you for literally fucking with a list like that in my eyes you screwed it up haha <laughs> ha. and if you want to see what else I can screw up which is a lot Come back next week. Thumbs or, and up. also watch previous episodes. What the hell just happened to my camera? It was just flash, flash, flash. Okay, so you said that on your end too. Oof. Oh, yeah. Maybe you're haunted because I saw an orb go by earlier. I don't really believe in ghosts, but there's something floated by your camera real quick. I blame ghosts. the cat here. And actually, we're recording this pretty close to Halloween, so I mean, it makes sense. By the time you're watching it, Halloween's over, but we're recording this a week prior, so I mean... Ooh, we haven't celebrated yet. Uh. I guess having a bunch of uh, skelet, well, fake skeletons and tarot palms and stuff like that around my house probably doesn't help the not haunted factor. But I digress. I have weird, creepy, melted faces and ghostly images <laughs> of the Mona Frankie cheese faces. Uh, episode four callback right there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Malibu can. And there's the card in the top right corner for yes. you. <laughs> All right, so those are the songs. We've ranked them, and now it's time to go to the album. We rate them, and that's exactly what we're doing here. So uh, we're going to go ahead and transition screens real quick, so that way you can see what we see, I guess. Boom, there we go. Okay, here we are in the album ranking screen. We got everything here that we've done previously from A to D, but nothing in S and F yet, the extremes of both sides. Hmm. And I have a funny, funny hmm. feeling that uh, this one's not going to be in either one of those tiers. I I can say that unless you rated this about a 200%, there is no chance in hell. <laughs> no, probably not. But we have it here. Guster's Easy Wonderful. Yep. So uh, I, I think I went last uh, first last week. So now you got to give me a rating for... No, wait. No, no, no. You went first because you really didn't like Weezer. <laughs> I I did not. You said you rated it 44 and you put it in an F for fuck this shit or something like I that. I did. I did. And I still stand by this. Fuck that shit. It was written by a 15-year-old. Not into it. There you go. A week later, nothing's changed. No redux of the album. Mm. <laughs> the day that we have to redux Weezer. Yeah, so, not into it. I like this album better, though. So... With my score on this one, uh, not the worst score I've ever given it, but not the highest at all. C minus tier, 63.33%. Am I becoming the villain? Is my standards too high? I gave this a 51.67. Oh my god. <laughs> there were there were some songs that I liked. But the shitty songs just kind of brought them down. I'm I'm starting to feel like my criteria is just all over the place. I'm supposed to be the asshole. 
I am everything all at once. And I mean, with the uh, ring light halo above my head, I am also an angel. So if anybody is listening to this and this is your favorite album, Angel can do no wrong. Well, the best part about that is on the rating screen, nobody can see you. <laughs> Unless maybe like I honestly don't know from my own screen. Maybe they can because I chose a new option in, in Zoom. So maybe they can. I don't know. But no, if they can't see it, no angel. Boo. <laughs> She's a liar. Oh. Uh, so anyways, my ranking and your ranking combined makes it only slightly better than Weezer, less than Tom Petty, at I believe less than Tom Petty at 57.5%. Yeah, I'm in it. I'm I'm into it. Cool. So that means I got to find out which one of these Weezer because I don't have it labeled properly. I have to do this in Photoshop for those who don't know. So yep. boom, then I do this magic. <laughs> I believe that's correct. If not, then it you'll no, a little later on anyways it's fine <laughs> yeah, but yeah like there it. you go Guster's Easy Wonderful makes 57.5 not the worst album I've heard but obviously you know I've, I've listened to Damn the Torpedoes <laughs> but yeah this one uh, just wasn't great I mean again didn't know what to expect going into it and once I heard it it was like oh boy everything I heard like 11 years ago Yep. Uh, this is why I stopped listening to certain radio stations. And uh, I just listen to classic rock now because that's it. I I cannot wait until this uh, this easy, not easy, indie. Yeah, there you go. Another time. Um, these indie sort of 10 year span of uh, becomes classic rock. And then I have to relive it over and over and over again. Yeah, it's going to evolve because that classic rock is starting to involve like the 90s now. So we're getting there. When I heard Nirvana on classic rock, I was like, I'm, we're done. We're done. And it's 30 years. And what isn't is classic rock like 20, 25 years? It must be because, uh, again, here in Canada, we have Stingray music. And on classic rock, I heard you ought to know by Alanis Morissette. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, no. Oh yeah. no, we're getting old. <laughs> we are, because boy, do I like that song. Oh. And then when it came up, I was just like, wait a minute, did you, did, I thought it was like changing the modern rock channel. I was like, did you change the channel? No. Yeah. What? Oh no. Oh, we're going to have, oh, in like 15 years, we're going to have to listen to all this garbage again. That song is 26 years old. Yep. Yikes. I was in like like kindergarten or maybe a little older, I guess, when that song came out. My God, someone. No, I, wait, I was six. I, I was. I hope I was out of kindergarten. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, uh, but yeah, we're getting old and we're rating things like shit now because we're just two <laughs> bitter old crows. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll admit to that. Yeah, yeah. I'm bitter and I hate everything. And my favorite candy is Werther's Original. So. Uh. Oh God, you are old. Aren't you? <laughs> I'm older than you are. Do you like peppermint candies too in a bowl? <laughs> I love peppermint candies. Every time pumpkin spice comes out, I'm like, okay, move along. Peppermint, Christmas, love it. I don't know. I think I'm, uh, I'm deep down like 65. I mean, I like Yorkshire peppermint patties. They're so good. They're they so good. Though. After, after rates? Oof. Oof. All right, got to de-age for a minute because we have to end this show. 
So you've All heard right. our ratings of the albums, the rankings, the songs. You know how we feel about Guster's Easy, Wonderful. Now we have the question for you. How do you feel about the album? Have you ever even heard it before? Do you like it? Do you hate it? We want to know about it. So again, you want to hit those like buttons, subscribe buttons on YouTube. You want to follow us and leave comments just letting us know being part of this discussion. Audio Realm, you're all part of that too. Yeah. Of course, liking, subscribing, following, rating, commenting, whatever you can do over there, do it. Be a part of the community. We want you here. Oh, baby. yeah. And we want a reason to keep coming back. We want you to listen and, you know, listen to our bogus bullshit uh, opinions. And maybe I'm just speaking for myself. If this bus goes under 80 miles an hour, we're all dead. <laughs> whatever the hell. I can't remember speed. It's been a long time since I've watched it. <laughs> the bus that couldn't slow down. <laughs> that sounds like a good movie. <laughs> But yeah, you can also follow us on our social medias too to let you know how you, let us know how you feel. Uh, we're on social media: Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Rate the Record Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at Rate the Record. Unfortunately, I can't brand it the same because uh, those monikers need to be a lot shorter. Cool, I guess. Uh, I'm trying to pick back up on Twitter. Really trying. So if you do have a Twitter account, follow us over there. I'm going to start trying my hardest to post there. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, follow us there if you want to let us know what you think. And even if you have requests, let us know. Uh, we will do gonna, them. We're going to have more coming down the road, I guarantee it. Oh, yeah. But before we go, uh, we usually like to give a little heads up about, or a hint, I should say, about next week's episode. Uh, so next week is back to my choice. I picked this one specifically. It's a band that formed in 1996. They started off as a stoner rock band that was actually built on the back of another stoner rock band. Their sound evolved through the years, producing some pretty catchy and memorable hits. If you knew them, then you would absolutely know the band I'm talking about. The album we're looking at is a little more on the underground side, but a cult classic nonetheless. Foo Fighters. It's Foo Fighters, isn't it? Even if it was, I wouldn't spoil it, but no, not, not Foo Fighters. <laughs> Foo Fighters being Stoner Rock? I have no idea. That'd be, that'd be I know strange. it stemmed from another band, so I figured I would just go with one from another Stoner roll, Rock band. Roll with it. Selective hearing. I guess I'll have to mention that one off camera because you will have to wait until next week to find out which band that is. But until then, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you very much for tuning in. We really love having you here, so we hope you'll come back next week. Until then, listen to some awesome music, and we'll see you then. Take care, friends. Bye-bye.